The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Kia ora and welcome to First. My name's Jane Yee and each week I'll be talking to a different guest about some of their firsts. We've got comedians, politicians, musicians, actors and more. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. This week I'm talking to musician Liam Finn. Tell me about your first ever band. My first ever band was when I was probably about two years old and I told my parents that I had a band called Gaga Guts and that just was me beating my pillows with drumsticks and probably um, screaming. Aside from Gaga Guts, do you remember the first song you ever wrote? The first song I ever wrote was called The Burglar Song and I think the lyrics were, a burglar came into my house and I got scared. He said he was a nice burglar and he was a nice burglar. He was supposed to go to jail but he came to my house and then he went home and had some lemonade. What was the first time you went on tour? I went on tour a lot growing up, but got to be in the band for the first time on my dad's first solo record, which was called Try Whistling This. And what started as me playing guitar on maybe three or four songs that I'd played on the record turned very quickly into playing for the whole show, which was, you know, really intimidating at first, but also incredibly exciting. And I remember that the show started with a song that I had to basically do kind of some controlled but wild feedback noises which meant that I had to sit in front of my guitar amp with this pedal that would help me get different tones out of the feedback but most people coming to the show just thought that I was really shy and just wanted to face away from the crowd and would be like oh that's so cute that he's facing it and I'd be like no I had to do it for the feedback and get really upset about that. Did you get paid for that tour or was it like dad just uh, just getting some free labour? Basically he said I was paying him back for all those sleepless nights and now I understand now that I'm a father. Tell me about the first time you became a father. Well, I became a, a dad in 2016, and it was everything it cracked up to be. It was a, you know, a, a very intense experience to watch um, my wife go through that and my child to emerge. And the one memory I do have is, is seeing my mother and my mother-in-law hugging each other and my wife holding our newborn baby and the only other person in the room was the midwife, and I had this sort of like moment of looking down at myself from above and I saw myself turn to the midwife who was a very staunch woman and she just looked at me like don't you even think about hugging me and that was my memory of straight after the birth. It's beautiful. Yeah Yeah. that was sort of it was one of the loneliest moments of my life. (laughs) Who was the first big international act you opened for? 
Petra Dupa got to open for the Dandy Warhols at the power station when we were about 16 or 17 years old. And I remember um, being a bit of a fan of the Dandy Warhols and going to the after party and feeling pretty lucky to be able to be there with, you know, we were underage, but we were hanging out and I went and introduced myself to the singer and he basically told me that we totally harshed their buzz because we were a punk band where we played basically fast, loud, rocking music and they were all about being groovy and stuff, man. And I just thought, what a dick. That's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> when was the first time you realised your dad was a bit famous? I think I realised my dad was a bit famous when two quite strange purple and pink-haired girls turned up at my primary school and yelled at me over the fence to come and talk to them. And then all of a sudden there was a bit of a commotion and teachers ran over and it was um, not cool. <laughs> What's the first website you frequented? Well, NewZealandMusic.com. Yeah, that was a, the first one that was kind of out there when all the internet was just beginning, at least in my world. And it was kind of an exciting place, but it was also an incredibly cruel place. The internet hasn't changed much. It's like the comments, all it was was comment section. And I kind of remember a few people being incredibly cruel about me or our band and stuff. And then slowly over, the, over time, figuring out who they were. And I'm not going to name names, but I sort of still know a few of them in the music scene who, who these incredibly cruel, petty people were. Um, have you ever broken a bone? I broke my thumb in the small stint of playing rugby that I ever did. All my friends were doing it. I was not really a rugby kind of guy, but I went and joined the, the team with my friends and I had a, uh, a coach who wasn't, he wasn't my favorite person. His last name was Alcock. My dad used to say no brains. And he, at practice, um, I, was, I got the ball, I ran, I fended someone off. And sure enough, when I came up from being lying on the ground, my thumb was sort of sticking out that way. And I was like, oh, no, and went up to Coach Alcock. And he just went, oh, it's just dislocated. And he went, which I think made it a lot worse because it was a clean break. And it made me sit on the sidelines till the end of practice, even though I was crying and wanted to go home. So I think that traumatised me to ever play. I don't think I played rugby again. You've been listening to First, brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network and Hexwork Productions. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you get new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you'd like to watch the video series of First, visit the Spin-Off TV on YouTube. First was made with the support of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora e te iwi, Te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.